Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is installment number seven in episode six. We are almost done with this series. <laughs> I promise you guys. Now, yeah, I wasn't kidding. When I said that I had a lot of information on this to go over for this topic, I had a lot of info, but we're almost done. Hang in there. So if you remember last time, we left off on the concept of why dating apps weren't as effective for meeting women they were more of a means to an end now if you find success on these apps that's all well and good but we discovered that a lot of their market base is actually tailored to it doesn't really do them any good to have you get off these apps permanently because it cuts into their consumer base right and we we talked about how much money these apps are actually making off people on a yearly basis and it was quite astounding and then we briefly ended on the topic of red flags now i'm going to let you know now when you were going into this episode i personally cannot stand the term red flag despite the fact that we're going to be talking about the entire concept in and of itself the reason why i say i cannot stand the phrase red flags is because i think it's overused it's thrown around flippantly and quite frankly it conflates minor issues and minor inconveniences in relationships that in previous years and previous generations would have otherwise been worked on and overcome in the relationship and now it's just used as an easy out to well i need to throw this relationship away because of insert minor inconvenience here and quite frankly there are issues that arise in relationships certainly that are indeed major signals that hey this is not going to be a healthy relationship hey this is not going to be something that you really need to be a part of and we'll get into how to differentiate between those two types of scenarios today now for the purpose of reference points yes i am going to be using the phrase quote red flags even though i don't agree with it i think it's overused for conversation purposes i'm going to go ahead and use that into today's episode and then moving on from here i know you guys have been eagerly anticipating the results of the survey we'll be getting into those next segment and i am excited because a lot of the stuff that we have been talking about over this series of episodes has really come out and really was shown to be on full display in a lot of the responses that i got from the surveys and the reaction that i've been getting so far from you guys on this topic of conversation whether it was something that i had with you guys online whether it's something that i had with you in person the conversation, no matter no matter where it took place, has been extremely enlightening for multiple reasons. But again, getting back on topic, we're going to be focusing primarily today on the, quote, red flags that you need to look out for. Some are pretty interesting. Some are pretty stupid. And quite frankly, we are going to have a blast looking at this today. And when I say blast, yes, I hope you picked up on the sarcasm because I was laying it on pretty heavy. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the podcast, y'all. Let's go ahead and jump into it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to part seven. So if you'll remember on the last installment, I ended off by saying that one of the biggest red flags, in fact, I would argue the biggest one that you need to look out for when you are entertaining the possible romantic relationship with a new woman is the relationship that she has with her dad right now here's why this is important the relationship that she has with her dad is going to help her create 
the measuring stick by which she will judge every single man that she ever comes into contact with in terms of her assessing you on your viability as a good partner. Now, here's what I mean by this. You'll remember in previous episodes or in previous installments of this episode that I had said that one of the things that women want to be able to do is trust your judgment because they feel safe around you. They're confident in your ability to take decisive and executive action for the betterment of not only her, but yourself as well, which actually indicates your ability to make executive decisions on behalf of not only yourself, but the good of the family as well. So when you start introducing kids into the mix, she can trust your judgment to ensure that not only her safety is taken care of and accounted for, but also the safety and well-being of your children as well. So it should be at the forefront of her mind when she's assessing you as an appropriate candidate for fatherhood. Now, where does that measurement of comfortability and confidence come into play? Well, a lot of it is based off of the relationship that she has with her dad. Because as she's growing up, if her father's there for her, he's supporting her, he's spending quality time with her, he's always encouraging her, he's perhaps making sure that she never wants for anything, he's out there busting his butt to make sure that she has a life that does not cause her to stress or worry about anything. He's able to have honest conversations with her. He's able to spend quality time with her and make her feel comfortable and confident in who he is. What's going to happen is as she get, gets older, she is going to know that in the back of her mind that no matter what happens in her life, she can take it to her dad. She can trust in him to get things done. And if she ever runs into a bit of trouble... She knows that her dad is always there to help her out. There is a level of trust. There is a level of respect and a level of comfortability that comes with that, that if he makes a judgment call more often than not, she can take comfort in the fact that she can trust his judgment, not only because he's provided proof and evidence that he can properly manage that trust that she has given him, but here's the thing. She also develops that level of comfortability and respect based on the way that he manages the household and cares for her mother as well as all the other aspects of the relationship and faithfully carries out and fulfills his roles and responsibilities as leader of the house. So if that healthy dynamic is there, she's going to be able to go through life and tell which one of these guys isn't worth the oxygen they breathe, and then which one of you is a cut above the rest? And the cut above the rest and the ones that remind her of being around her dad, as weird as that sounds to some of you younger cats, what I'm telling you is is that she builds up that level of trust and that level of comfortability with you because, one, that's what she's accustomed to. She knows that in a similar scenario, and in a similar environment, she gets that same protective feeling and that same level of trust with her dad and she's looking to build that with you now if she can't find that she's going to move on to the next guy because that's going to be something that's going to be quintessential for her to be able to build up that trust and submit to your judgment and your executive 
or your ability to act in a decisive and effective and in and in an executive manner. So if you're confident about what you do, you have a clear line of sight on what needs to be done and how to go about doing it. You have your head on straight. You stand on ethics, morals, values, principles, all this good stuff. The relationship and the care that you give and the respect that you show to her is going to allow her to build up that level of trust with you because you may be carrying yourself in the same way that her dad does. She can be confident in that. She knows that she can be herself. She doesn't have to really step outside the bounds and do anything out of the ordinary. She's okay with just being around you. Now, inversely, let's say she doesn't come from an environment where she has that healthy relationship with her dad. She is going to be seeking validation and comfort and approval from other male influences and sources. And that can lead to all types of poor judgment calls with men. Because maybe she may be getting uh, you know, mixed in with perhaps guys who are just telling her what she wants to hear to feel good. Take advantage of her in a vulnerable situation and then leave her worse off than when they found her. That doesn't do anybody any good. Now... For those of you out there that may be, again, just automatically kicking into contrarian mode, and they're like, well, now that's just your opinion. I got you, homie. No worries. So I pulled up an article from Healthline.com, and this was written by one Adrian Santos Longhurst, and it was medically reviewed by Lori Lorenz PsyD. Now, if you're not familiarized with what a PsyD is, it's essentially a more specialized version of a PhD. Well, actually, that's an inappropriate description of it. Essentially, what it is, is when you have an individual that's going through clinical psychology, and they're pursuing the the psychology route, instead of focusing primarily on research and application thereof, like a PhD candidate would do, a PsyD focuses specifically on the clinical aspects of it. And in some cases, they are able to prescribe, and they have the, the authorization to prescribe minor medications to their patients. And they usually work in conjunction with, you know, a hospital, or at least that's the way it was when I was going through school and I was learning about the differences between the PsyD and the PhD program. But that's that's a conversation for another day. But the point is, is that this article, I pulled up something really, really quickly so I could at least show you guys, hey, this isn't me just pulling this out of thin air. So this article that was a that was entitled, Yes, Daddy Issues Are a Real Thing, Here's How to Deal, which, again, I mean, I could I could debate the professionalism of the delivery of that title, but that's not really what we're here to do. So if you go to Healthline.com, there is an article that was written by Adrian Santos Longhurst and reviewed by Dr. Lorenz, and this was updated on July 21st of 2022, so still relatively, still relatively recent. And... The thing about this is, is that it goes into identification of various aspects of this concept, and we won't get too much into the weeds on this because we have other things to get to in this segment. But Longhurst writes about this, and she said that she reached out to one Amy Rollo, who is a, tri- a triple licensed psychotherapist and owner of Family Heights Counseling in Houston, Texas. Well, what? Yeah. Look, I'm from Texas. It's my show. I can be biased. It's okay. (laughs) So anyway, moving on. 
But she reached out to Rolo and she talked to her about this very concept. And immediately, right off the bat, Rolo had stated that for the record, she doesn't believe in the term daddy issues. Many see this phrase as a way to minimize female attachment needs. And again, I just discussed this. A young lady growing up needs that guidance from her father because her guidance, the guidance that she receives from her father, if she has that healthy relationship, he's going to be able to show her what she should expect out of men the proper way, right? The proper set of morals, ethics, principles, and values. He should be able to show her what it looks like when men truly respect the women that they go after and what it means for a guy to take charge not only of the household but also what true leadership looks like in a relationship now obviously she's you know she's not going to be dating her dad in normal situations but she takes those cues from the way that he leads the household and he takes the leadership role between himself and his wife subsequently her mom right so that that example is there now, Rolo goes on, and she does tell Longhurst that one of the interesting things about the phenomenon itself is that if the secure attachment isn't formed, many people can form avoidant or anxious attachment styles. If a child doesn't have a father figure in their life consistently, this could lead to insecure attachment styles later in adulthood. And this is exactly where we come into contact with the needy behavior, seeking validation from sources that necessarily aren't the most positive for that individual, right? But there was a section in this article too. It says, how might the quote daddy issues affect your choice of partners? Now they made this a little bit more generalized, but let's be real here. We're talking about what you need to look out for when you're assessing a woman to be potential wife material. And in this scenario, in the article, it says, It is believed that people will gravitate towards the type of relationships that they had in the past, even if it was a troubled one. And we'll get into here, we'll get into that here in a second. If your relationship with your caregiver was traumatic or disappointing, you might be more likely to choose a partner who would disappoint you the same way. For some, it's because that was their norm growing up. So this is the type of relationship that they think they should have. For others, having a partner similar to the parent is an unconscious hope of getting that parent's love. If you haven't dealt with these issues, they can still affect your relationships with a greater partner or with a great partner. Insecure attachment styles can lead to behavior that pushes your partner away and creates that disappointing relationship you're experiencing based on your previous experiences. So here's the thing. And this actually goes into a very real phenomenon. Now, when you're out on a date with a girl, I mean, obviously, if you can get away with saying it straight up, I mean, more power to you, but there is a more diplomatic way to approach this topic when you're out to date, when you're out on a date with a girl and you're really trying to vet her for long-term compatibility. And so one of the ways that I've always done this gentleman, and you're more than welcome to take this because it, it, the way I presented this always seemed to be in a very natural and casual conversation and the information that I wanted kind of just was handed to me after I asked this. So when I was on a date with a girl, I would always, you know, I'd have chit chat going on. The first dates, you know, usually are a little bit more awkward. This is also why I tell people in person, like, do not do dinner and drinks on the first date. I've made this mistake before. And what I've found is that it's, it's very difficult to have 
a truthful look at who somebody is if you're having difficulty getting information out of them. Plus, if they can't carry on a conversation, perhaps they're a little bit more introverted or shy or they just don't know how, then that entire experience, drinks and dinner, becomes a lot more awkward and it leaves you with a negative connotation, negative association with that event at the end of the night. So I wouldn't recommend doing dinner and drinks as a date night until you know that both of you can carry on a conversation and at least it's engaging. You enjoy spending time around her. You know things kind of flow. You you both lose track of time when you're hanging out. These aren't bad things. And for some of you out there, be like, oh, it sounds like simp behavior. Shut up. Shut up. I'm telling you, this stuff is gold. Simp behavior, we're just going to go ahead and get this out of the way now because I know it's also a common phrase. Simp behavior, I'm just going to let you know now. Simp behavior is when you are putting in more effort to the relationship than you are receiving. There is a lack of reciprocity. This is nothing new. This has been a warning sign in relationships for a long time. The concept of simping is not new. We used to make fun of these people all the time, especially when I was growing up. In high school, you're putting more relationship, you're putting more effort into the relationship than the other person. At least when I was growing up, I remember people still had the decency to at least walk away from the relationship. I don't know what happened with that skill set that we lost it, but guys, here's the thing. If you are putting more into the relationship than you are getting out and you are trying harder to make it work and you are always the one carrying a conversation, initializing, you know, times that y'all should go out and hang out, you are clearly putting in more effort than she is really interested in giving you. And quite frankly, like any good sales deal, you have to be able to walk away from the table on that. Period. I don't care how hot she is. I don't care whatever. Good looking girls are a dime a dozen. If you were able to get a date with her, you can get a date with another one. Just find one that actually has a personality and is actually interested in showing reciprocity. That's what a simp is. When you put more effort in than they do. And you continually do it, despite the signs in front of your face. That's where it comes into play. So if you're on a date with a girl, what I've done, this conversation will be going. And because I'm a conversationalist, I, I can pull conversation out of people very, very easily. And then I can sit back and I can just let them talk about themselves. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. So one of the things that I do, typically, and you're, you're more than welcome to use this too, is... Starts off a normal conversation. You got that first awkward interaction with date one, you know, usually the first few minutes. And then if you're really good at making people feel comfortable around you, that'll usually dissipate after about the first like five to 10 minutes of interaction, right? So you go, hey, great to meet you, this, that, and the other. Get a couple of formalities out of the way and then go, oh, yeah, so, you know, are you from here? We're like, oh, well, no, I grew up in da-da-da. Oh, cool, yeah, where's your family from? Oh, they're from here. Oh, yeah, cool, what do they do? Ask them what their mom and dad do, right? they have any siblings, they're close to their family, stuff like this. This is normal conversation. These are normal questions. And what's amazing about it is that that is something deeply personal to people. It doesn't seem like a deeply personal question, but it is. And you'll be surprised to see how forthcoming people are with that information. If she talks highly of her dad, or if her dad comes up in a conversation and you see her face light up like a kid on Christmas morning, and she is just glowing with enthusiastic comments about her dad, there's a good chance they have a really good relationship. 
And that's a, that's a green light in a lot of ways. Because here's the thing. She is going to understand and have an expectation of how she should be treated. She has a better, you have a better chance of connecting with this girl in a very real and tangible way, as opposed to just the facade, shallow level interactions that maybe some of your counterparts are looking to obtain by going out on the weekends. Which are also, I would argue too, if you're just going out to sleep with a bunch of women that you don't care with, you're wasting your time and energy. You could be doing so many more things and the same effort that you're putting into picking up women in the club just to take them home and then discard them the next morning, you could easily take that same effort and apply it to maybe learning a new skill, developing yourself in a certain way, figuring out how to launch a business, any number of things that's going to make you a higher caliber guy later on down the road. So let's say she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really close to my dad, da, da, this, that, and the other. Like, he does this, he does that. Oh, man, my family's this, that, and the other. I really love my siblings, da, 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 this, that, and the other. That's great. That's a, that's a huge perk. Now, on the other side of that, if she's like, my dad's a jerk, he does this, like, figure out what it is, right? Like, I'm not expecting 100% like agreements with everything they do, but listen to the way that she speaks about the men in her life, her dad, her brother, maybe even her exes. And that's another thing. So if the, the relationship, the relationship that she has with her dad isn't a big indicator, well, it is a big indicator, but if the indicator isn't initially there that maybe she doesn't have a poor relationship with her dad, that's a good sign. But then if the conversation of, you know, well, what happened with your last relationship? I try to avoid that date one, you know, because you're really trying to get to know them as a person. I mean, unless you're really gutsy. And I've, and I've been on dates, too, where, you know, it's it's come out. It's like, oh, man, okay, so what's the worst dating story you've ever heard or you've ever had? Or what what is the worst dating experience you've ever had? That's a better way to ask that question and be like, oh, so why'd you break up with your ex? You still get the same information. You just got to know how to ask it right. Because there's a psychological primer in there where it's like, it seems like much more of a fun question because everybody's got a bad dating story, right? Everyone has a bad dating story, especially if it's associated with someone that they used to see on a serious basis. It'll give you an indicator as to what maybe caused the end of that relationship. Now, on the inverse side of that, if you ask that question and you're like, oh, no, I really haven't had a bad date situation, but like, so all of them are good. So it's like, so why are you on a date now? Because then it's like, all right, well, if all of your dates have been really, really good, like, why are you not in a relationship? And that's a big indicator. Oh, I've been on a really, a lot of really great dates and done it. Okay, so why haven't you really committed at that, at that point? Right? It's. It's an indicator. It's small, but you have to you have to be able to point out and really identify these patterns of communication because it's going to clue you in on something that may cause you headaches down the road. Now, if you ask, hey, you know, what's your worst? Oh, my gosh, my ex was this. He was that. He just goes off on a list. Be like, oh, man, that guy sounds like a jerk. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then it's like the next guy that and if she goes on with this and she kind of makes a, it's like, yeah, all my exes have been really crazy. Hmm. The first one, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll I'll grant you that, right? Maybe your maybe your ex was a piece of work, right? I'll I'll grant you that. The second guy, uh, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. That's a big maybe. You tell me that you've done this three or more times, girl. That's you just have poor selection process, ladies. I know that's abrasive to hear, but that's I mean that's what it is, guys. You need to look out for that. Because the common denominator, yeah, they, the first two dudes may have been a piece of work. But you got to ask yourself, well, who keeps picking them? 
right? And then listen to the way she speaks about her exes. Oh my gosh, they were narcissistic. They were so controlling, this, that, and the other. Were they? I mean, yeah, sure, there are guys out there that are like that, but are they really? Is it the fact that he was controlling or the fact that he didn't let you overstep your bounds when it comes to his boundaries? Well, he was controlling. How so? Well, he wouldn't let me go to the club by my myself or with my girlfriends for girls' night. It's like, okay, well, all of your other girlfriends are single. Yeah. Okay, well, you do understand that going to a club, like, there are articles that are even telling people that going to a club, you know what? I've even got one pulled up for you right now. Let's just go ahead and pull this up because I will show you exactly what I'm talking about. There is an article that I came across and it was, it was written in kind of like a, a I don't want to say a tongue in cheek kind of way, but it was written in kind of a backhanded, backhanded way. So this article was written in thetaco.com. Oh my gosh. And it was written by Kelly O. And it was published on September 22nd of 2016. It says 15 reasons you should never give up being a party girl. Oh my gosh. This goes into all of these reasons. Oh my gosh. Number 15, it widens your circle. I don't know about that. Because going to a club and a party, function, mixer, after hours thing, like, yeah, I get that you widen your circle, but here's the thing. You're widening your circle to people that just like to drink and get intoxicated a lot more. If you want to widen your circle, why not, here's a thought, why not go to a chamber of commerce event? Why not go to a mixer event where you're meeting other professionals, where you're actually networking in a more positive and lucrative way? So it doesn't actually serve your purpose to go off and try to network when people are getting intoxicated off their tails. Seems kind of counterproductive if you ask me. Number 14, you meet lots of people. Yeah, just not in the positive state of mind. Let's be real. Number 13, you can have some really interesting experiences. Oh, I'm sure you could. You don't know what's out there until you get yourself out there. That's horribly written. Parties and going out will always bring new experiences and some might be the funnest times in your life. Parties will always mean something new will happen. You could always find yourself with a free ticket to go to see a 90s band. And that, Yeah, you could pick up free tickets for something for a guy who's trying to impress you just so he can sleep with you and has no real interest in you. Again, that sounds cynical, but guys, I've been around the block enough in enough places, in enough areas, in enough hemispheres on the world to see that the tactic is the same. It's just the location that varies. I mean, like, well, that's just your perspective. If that's the best argument that you can actually bring to me on this to combat that, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you need to exit this conversation now. And you really need to think about what I'm telling you. It's not every situation. I get that. It's not all-encompassing. But you can't negate a fact in an aspect of reality by just saying, well, that's your perspective. No, it's not, because I know that there are dudes out there that specifically go and offer tickets to women to get them into live sporting events to impress them. You want to know how I know this? There was a video that went viral on Barstool where a Dallas hockey player 
invited, I think it was like five or six different girls to the same game. They all, it was a G move is what it was. <laughs> this guy, this guy, I don't remember, I don't know who the player was, but he, he had left like five or six tickets for like five or six different girls to all come up and they all thought that they were getting special VIP treatment. When in actuality, when they all sat down, they looked across from each other. All of them had to been between like five foot four and five foot six. All of them were very preppy looking. All of them were blonde. And all of them wore the typical Dallas like get up, like, you know, baseball cap, jacket, you know, leggings to a game. And they were almost, I mean, it was like a cut and copy paste version. Like, <laughs> it was like I can see the video in my head and it still makes me laugh it's like this the tactic is there you can't just say well that's not all or oh well that's just your perspective no like <laughs> this isn't and and people glorify this you look down in the comment section and people were just overjoyed to be like oh that seems like something he would do oh my gosh but one of these on here really just kind of stood out was I think it was number eight it's good to get out there you need to be out there and live your life to the fullest essentially it was like it doesn't do you any good to be you know hanging out at home and uh watching Netflix all the time and and I agree with that you need to get out there but honestly like going to a party is not the way to experience life to the fullest when was the last time you hiked up at the top of a plateau to go scar or not scar uh stargazing when was the last time you actually went camping? When was the last time you actually went on a, just went out to go check out nature, went to a history museum, went to an art festival, like something, you don't have to go partying. There's no reason why you have to go off to a, a club or a bar or whatever, just to get hammered. So there's that. There's also a piece of this article too, that says, The only trouble with meeting people when you're a party girl is that these meetings might well be fleeting. You have to really get along with somebody if you want to take their number or add them on Facebook. It's not the only thing that some of these people do when they're out there. They get their number, they get a couple of drinks in them, and honestly, it's a breeding ground for one-night stands. Which, again, if that's your thing, I'm. you know what? No, I'm going to rip on it because like earlier I said that, you know, honestly, you can't complain about there being a hookup culture when... Only one gender is sitting there laying the flag inside of the dirt saying, oh, we're the gatekeepers to sex. Cool. Then you are the primary reason why there's a hookup culture in the West. Like, I mean, that's the inverse of that argument, right? And there are a lot of bad reasons on this list. Number three, you get to get all dressed up. You know what you could also get all dressed up and dolled out for? Night of the Symphony. A gala, a fundraiser, something where you don't have to go off and get blitzed. And these are all just really terrible examples. It even mentions in one here, in in one of these two, I'm not going to spend too much time. Oh, here it is. Number six, it's easy to pull. Boom, right here. It's advocating the entire hookup culture right here where she says, number six, it's easy to pull. Where else are you supposed to pull if not at a bar or a club? Yes, you can use Tinder or another dating app, but that means you have to go through the whole rigmarole of sending flirty messages and emojis. Then you have to meet up with them and be all ox and nervous. Oh my God, that 
hurt my skull to read. It's way easier to just to hook up with somebody on a night out. You're drunk, they're drunk, and they're both drunk in love with one another. It doesn't have to just be a one-night thing either. I know it sounds like the stuff of fairy tales or urban legends, but it is possible to pull somebody on a night out and see them again. <gasps> or gasp, they type out. Oh my god. Before all the dating apps came out crashing into our lives, people really went out to bars and clubs to meet people for more than just a hookup. Yeah, they used to, and I'll tell you this right now. That's all it's being used for right now. Guys, this is what I'm talking about. You have articles like this that are being read by how many ever thousands of people that are being agreed to, shared, all the rest of it, especially in these list articles, right, that became really, really popular with sites like BuzzFeed and everything else like that. You have articles like this that are openly promoting hookup culture. And so when I hear a woman say, oh, he was really controlling, he didn't want me to go out to parties or clubs with my girls for girls night. Yeah, this is the reason why. If you're in a committed relationship, this is a breeding ground to set you up inside of a situation that is going to be compromising and is going to undermine the overall integrity of your relationship. And then you're wondering why the guy doesn't want to be part of you or part of the relationship with you. Because when you give him the left and right boundaries of like, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. If you want to go like, hey, man, let me get dolled up. You know, let me get dressed up. Let me throw on a suit. You can get dolled up. We'll go. We'll hang. We'll have a good time. It doesn't have to just be you. Now, I want to go out with my girls. Okay, well, we'll go to a restaurant or maybe go to a, you know, a bistro or a winery. Or you could do any number of things. Well, we want to go to a club and a party. Fine. Go to a gay bar. Go to a gay bar. If you really want to go out and just go, you know, go to a gay bar. Well, no. Why? Well, I don't know. It's because they want the attention. That's what it comes down to. That like that really is. Ladies, if you're listening to this and you can come up with a, a with a legitimate reason and a legitimate counter to the scenario that I just gave to you, please, by all means, I'm I'm open ears. But put yourself in the guy's shoes for a second, right? Let's say you were in a relationship. And your guy came to you and he's like, hey, I'm going out with the boys tonight. We're going to go out to a party. And you knew he was going to an establishment that was going to be filled with a bunch of really attractive members of the opposite sex that were much more attractive, much more uh, complimentary to his personality and probably better matches for him than you are. And the entire night that they were going to be coming up, giving him drinks, actively trying to sleep with him and actively trying to take him away from you, ladies. And you knew this. They were trying to take him home that night. Would you be okay with that? Well, I try. No, 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 no. Yes or no. Would you be okay with that? The majority of people that I have talked to on this, when I'm actually every single woman that I have actually asked this scenario to has said no. That's exactly it's from the guy's perspective, because here's the thing. The exact scenario I just described to you happens to women all the time. So when your guy says, hey, I'm not okay with you being a party girl, like maybe hold off a little bit, he's not trying to be controlling. He doesn't want to put you in a situation where your integrity and your judgment is going to be compromised. Well, he just doesn't need, you know, he needs to trust me. It has nothing to do with trust. He trusts you. It's the other guys he doesn't trust. And I can't say I blame him. You're in a relationship and you're hanging around your friends that are doing less than questionable things. The same friends that are perma-singles because they make a series of poor decisions and then when a hiccup comes up in your relationship, you run to them and they end up giving you bad advice. 
Girl, you don't need to take that from him. You need to know your worth, queen. Yes, slay. You know what? There's another guy out there that'll, you know, not care about this, that, and the other. Again, your automatic defense is, oh my gosh, where are these voices coming from? Who hurt you? It's not a matter of, oh, we'll get to that phrase too here in a second, ladies. But here's the thing. Again, it's not about coming to these conclusions and these realizations because anyone hurt or anybody has emotional damage or <laughs> emotional damage. Nothing like that. <laughs> Nothing like that. You don't need to be in pain. You don't need to have experienced relationship trauma in order to make these observations or be situationally aware about how the world works. So this is the thing. If she doesn't have that guidance in there, if she doesn't have that realization of there is a, a level of protection that comes along with being in a relationship with a guy, because ladies, I'm going to tell you this right now. If he loves you, he's going to try to protect you from bad things from happening. If he goes with you, if he offers to go with you, that's not a bad thing. Let him go. Well, it's girls night. Well, you know what? Honestly, have him bring some of his boys. Let him mingle. Maybe get some of your slutty friends off the market. Maybe then they'll actually start making better decisions. Yeah, I said it. Oh, goodness. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. All right, so back on my BS with the rest of this list and read, you know, cautionary signs that you really need to just stay away from in relationships. So definitely the relationship that she has with her dad is going to be a big one. And there are some others that we're going to get into here in a second. Now, the reason I bring this up is because there are things that quite honestly, I think are non-negotiable and, and what you believe to be a non-negotiable in your relationship is going to be completely dependent upon what you think is going to be best for you. What you want out of a potential partner, what you want out of a woman who is possibly going to be your long-term relationship, in some cases wife, if you want to go down that road. As I said, if you're going to go down the road, and I, I've told people this in, in person too, if you want to go down the road of marriage, try to keep the state out of it as best you can, period. Definitely get married in a church before the eyes of God, if that's your way. Have that religious ceremony, have it be recognized by the church, but I will tell you guys right now, if you want to get married, keep the state out of it as best you can, as best you can, because family law does not favor guys, but again, we can get into that another time. So why are we going into these red flags, so to speak? Why are we going into these cautionary, cautionary signs? Oh my gosh going out and partying. That's so unrealistic. Why would you even say that? I am glad some of you asked. So let's talk about some of the unrealistic expectations and boundaries that are in relationships, shall we? Now, there is a video that I came across this past week that quite frankly was, uh, I believe it was from a short edit from some chick on Barstool, which is probably the first problem. She said, but any guy in his 20s who is constantly able to take you out on a date. And there was this other guy on the show. I don't know who this yokel was, but he's sitting there laughing it up. He's like, oh, I think I know where you're going with this. <sighs> like, I'm, I'm almost to the point now where it's like, I think Barstool is where intelligence goes to die. 
like straight up, dude. I because anytime I see a clip from them, anytime I see anything from them, when it comes down to discussionary points and actually like podcasting or anything, like a piece of me dies and a few more brain cells just drop off. Like I can feel my IQ dropping. Anytime I've been shown a video of theirs, anytime I've watched a guest show up that I I thought was really productive or you know what have you, like Bill Burr. Anytime he's been on. Uh, Barstool answering those questions, like, you know, questions from the internet or whatever. Like, some of the interaction that some of the staff members have given him, just like, oh my gosh, why, dude? So, she's like, well, anytime, you know, the guy has too much time throughout the week to take you out on a date, that's a no-go, because he's he's got, he doesn't have a future. Now, in the name of peace, I will extend an olive branch and meet you halfway, and I will say, yeah, that's probably not a good indicator. Guys, if you have too much time, to dedicate to date nights throughout the course of the week. If you're always available to answer a text, to do this, to do that, it shows that you don't really have a whole lot going on. And quite frankly, it will send the wrong message to women. So, I mean, you don't want that. So I will agree with this young lady, I think it was, on that point. But here's the interesting thing. That's not the interesting point of the video. The interesting part of the video was that the guy watching it then... He's, he's screen recording. He flips up his screen and he goes over to a notepad to which then he scrolls past, get this, 84 numerical points on a note entitled, get this, things masculine men aren't allowed to do. So on 85, he scrolls down and he said, men in their 20s who have too much time to date and take women on dates need to be avoided. 84 points. And based on the pattern of how he took these notes, I would stipulate that the other 84, or excuse me, the, the note that he put down from the 20s and being too available was .85, but I would, step, I would stipulate and render an educated guess that the other 84 points were from videos very similar to this where you had people jumping on there and giving up horrendous, cautionary indicators because that's what really what we're going to call them but things that people list as red flags that guys do that just need to be avoided and i'm going to tell you this right now as we're going through some of these ladies i read through this entire list and i believe that a lot of these are accurate because there is i'm just going to say it there are plenty of videos that end up showing up on my instagram reels that I know get filtered in from TikTok and then the remixes and the reactions and everything else that come along from it that quite frankly are some of the most asinine videos of why you disqualify men from being potential partners. I think one of the newest videos was this lady got on TikTok and I'm not on TikTok. I, I refuse to get on TikTok and she got on TikTok and I saw this make its rounds on the internet, but she was like, I, I can't believe this guy, da, da, he's so cheap, we went out to grab dinner or whatever, and he didn't want to pay an extra $3 for a slice of cheese on his hamburger or something like that. I got to tell you, this kid's in New York, and he was asking the waitress, you know, she was asking him, well, what do you want on your burger, da, 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 this, that, and the other, and he goes, yeah, gave him, gave the waitress his order, and she's like, oh, do you want cheese with that? And he goes, oh, it doesn't come with cheese, or he asked something, you know, just inoculate, it just something benign. Like, oh, it doesn't come with cheese. She's like, oh, no, it's $3 more. He goes, for a slice of cheese? He's like, no, I'm good. I'll pass. And she's like, okay, 
This girl rejected this guy because he didn't want to pay an extra $3 for a slice of cheese. Guys, I'm going to be real with you. $3 for an extra slice of cheese on a hamburger? You can get the hell out of here with that nonsense. Like, New York is just unnecessarily expensive. It's like California 2.0. There's really no reason why you should be spending 3 bucks on a slice of cheese. Like, here's the thing. I'm financially savvy, and I'm, I'm pretty good with my resources, and I do well for myself. But I can tell you this right now. Ladies, I wouldn't spend 3 bucks on a piece of cheese. That is ridiculous. That is asinine. I can barely justify putting, you know, the extra surcharge on avocados when I get them. Guac has always cost extra. I think that's the only justification for it. You're going to tell me I got to spend an extra $3 on a piece of cheese in New York? Get the hell out of here. And then you're going to judge me on it. <laughs> oh my God. You're almost as this one, you're almost as bad as this one girl I know back in Dallas whose name is Judy. Oh my gosh. Like this girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. But this girl gets up there and she starts going off on how this guy's cheap and like, oh my gosh, I can't ever be. You know, I can't ever go on a date with a guy who can't, you know, who who wants to take shortcuts and, you know, takes the cheap way out. And there was a girl reviewing the video and she's like, she's like, I don't blame this guy. She goes, I spent six bucks on a bag of gummy bears out in New York six years ago. That price still haunts me to this day. I'm like, dude, like, oh my God, some of the stuff that you guys disqualify men for are exactly why Morgan Stanley wrote the article that they did that estimated by 2030 more than 52% of women between 25 and 44 of working and marrying age are not only going to be without a child, but here's the kicker, uh, they're going to be without the possibility of ever having or being in a relationship. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say that again. By 2030, more than 52% of the women out there are going to not only be childless, but they are going to be hopelessly, hopelessly lost from ever having a relationship and i gotta tell you ladies after doing some of the research on this even looking back at the the part of the show when i was talking about how you know you equate a good man you equate a, a good man being one that's college educated and you totally dismiss the majority of the population there's another study that i read too that found that Women find more than 80% of guys as unattractive. 80%. And that coincides with the dating statistics that we went into. Like, is it really that guys are that unattractive? Or is it the fact that your your standards and what you're assessing on being an acceptable partner for you are just so delusionally out of whack? I'll give you a spoiler, ladies. I'm pretty sure it's the latter. And before you're like, oh my gosh, that's not fair to say. Let's go ahead and go through this list that was compiled by this young man. Because I guarantee you, if you saw one video, I don't even need to be on TikTok. And I can tell you that you can go hunt down this video from Barstool. Not only is there going to be, I would be surprised if it doesn't have a million likes. You can go into the comments and I guarantee you, you will find a drove of women that agree with the message that's being presented in this video. Also giving on, uh, giving up other stupid quote-unquote red flags that you need to avoid if you see in a guy so let's go ahead and go through this point by point because this is a good one so i will tell you now if you are by a medicine cabinet i suggest you grab some aspirin or some uh, aspirin aspirin oh my gosh you grab some aspirin or some ibuprofen yeah i know i'm looking at this list right now and my i'm already having an aneurysm so if i die this is this is the reason why so go ahead and pop some ibuprofen and maybe some aspirin if your doctor recommends it because you are going to have a headache 
off of not contemplation, but just the sheer stupidity of the majority of this list. So let's go ahead and begin. Number one. Now keep in mind, these are things masculine men aren't allowed to do and which are reported by many of these viral videos and promoted to young women as things you need to avoid in young men. Number one, eat bananas. Number two, eat popsicles. Number three, eat lollipops. Number four, eat kale. Number five, eat salad. Yeah, God forbid you be healthy, which some of y'all need to take notes. Number six, do yoga. Number seven, do intricate dances with women. Right, because I know for a fact I've heard women complain that they wish they knew more guys that danced. True story, by the way. Pick your argument. Number eight, do intricate dances with other men. Eh, kind of see that. Number nine, dance generally. <laughs> oh my God. Pick your argument. Oh my God. No way. Number 10, have female friends that are not interested in having sex with you. Ladies, let's flip the script. I tell guys all the time, it is a huge, huge red flag and indicator for you that you, you should avoid women that have too many male friends. Or, even worse yet, you're still friends with all your exes. Because if you're going to hold that standard for guys, cool. Let's, in the name of intellectual consistency and standards, apply that to you. Guys, avoid women that have too many male friends. Well, what if they don't want to have... No. <laughs> no, they do. To some degree, I guarantee you, they do. Number 11, spend time with said female friends. Again, let's flip the script. Guys... If she spends time with a lot of her, quote, male friends and not you, yeah, no, kick rocks, because you ain't the one. Number 12, go to brunch. Guys, if you know a girl that goes to brunch, avoid her. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, you see how stupid that sounds? <laughs> like, dude, oh my gosh. I'm going to be real with you, man. A place has good waffles and a brunch menu? I don't care. Food's food. I love breakfast food, man. I'll go be I'll, I'll go be a fat foodie. It's probably a good thing I work out six times a week because I'll tell you what, if I didn't, I'd be in some trouble. And go to brunch. Get the hell out of here. Number 13, have too many female friends. Yeah, God forbid you actually have competition and have to step up to the plate and actually be uh, special, huh? Number 14, have too many male friends. And this is why more than 52% of y'all are going to be hopelessly single by 2023 or 2030. Oh my gosh. Number 15, go to a movie, maybe with a male friend or two. God. Number 16, go on a trip, maybe with a male friend or two. Number 17, ride a bike. Well, God, God forbid you be healthy, gentlemen. Number 18, cry. That one I will agree with. Don't ever cry in front of women. It's it, no, don't do it. Guys, just don't, don't do it. Number 19, not cry. Number 20, blow on hot foods or liquids. Yeah, that's right, guys. You just need to eat that shit and, you know, burn your mouth off. Pardon the terminology. God, man, y'all are just, mm, y'all are bringing the candid side out of me today. Tell you what. Number, 20, number 21, run for the bus. Mm, mm, I don't know about that one. Number 22, use umbrellas. That's right. You're just uh, supposed to expose yourself to the elements and in inclement weather that surprise you out of nowhere and then show up looking like you just had a fight with a sewer troll. That's right. Show up to wherever you're going completely drenched and then get told that you're never going to have another date with a girl because you showed up looking wet. You could have used an umbrella because why not? Oh, my gosh. 
Oh, use an umbrella. We're going on to number 23. Happy day. Order fruity drinks. Guys, if a girl orders a beer or a fruity drink, red flag. Actually, you know what? For the rest of these, you know what? Let's just let's just have a fun thought exercise. Guys, for the rest of this list, go ahead and just apply whatever this is to women. Well, we'll see. Okay, ladies, my female listeners, obviously, for some of y'all, first of all, calm down. Secondly, you have to realize how stupid this list is. Like, it, it, these are asinine. Sincerely. But you have to think, there are women out there that are pro- promoting this message to other young ladies to throw up a red flag and disqualify guy, uh, disqualify guy if he does any of these. And you'd be like, no, they obviously have to know that they're jokes. No. No, they don't. For the most part, I don't think they do. Because I've legitimately watched women disqualify dudes for some of the dumbest stuff. And some of them aren't too far off from this right here. <laughs> I've, uh, Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. <sighs> Number 23, order fruity drinks. Number 24. Be excited to see your boys. Uh, excuse me, madam. Uh, my boys and I have done some cowboy nonsense and shenanigans. And I'll tell you this right now. Uh, it's the kind of stuff that when crap hits the fan, uh, you need dudes to start doing. doing. I'm not going to stop my shenanigans with my boys because you feel threatened that you can't have as good of a time with me as they can with me. So I'm sorry. I just, no. Nah. Bros for hers. What? Uh, <laughs> quote Michael Scott. Number 25, text with emojis. Guys, don't ever let a girl text you with emojis. She texts you with emojis? Mm-mm, blocker. Number 26, eat hot dogs. Number 27, smoke hookah. Okay, cool. I don't want to see another one of you vape ever, wanna, ever again. Ever again. And before you get up in a tissy, no, I don't smoke hookah. It's not a regular thing I do. If I'm invited out to do it, I'll do it, but it's not going to be something that gets me out of bed in the morning. I was moving right along here. Number 28, order dessert. Keep that in mind next time you're at dinner, gentlemen. If you order dessert, mm, that's a that's a no-go. So when she's like, oh, you didn't even order dessert for the table, mm, this list. Apparently women are uh, disqualifying guys for ordering dessert, desserts. Mm-mm. Oh, here's a good one. 29, be clean. Well, that solves it, gents. You never have to shower again. Never let a woman tell you that she cares about the grooming standards of a guy because it says right here, be clean. Mm. Number 30, decorate. Oh, yeah, well, that's a bad news for all uh, you interior design guys out there and uh, architects. Sorry to see. Number 31, build an empire with their queen. I will actually meet you halfway on this one. I'm actually annoyed when people say that. They're like, I want to build an empire with my queen. I'm like, shut up. So you're going to marry off your daughter to some random stranger just so you can acquire their backyard? Because, I mean, if that's really what it is, I mean, that's how you build empires and, you know, alliances with your queen. I'm sorry you didn't pay attention in history class. 32, be creative. Well, so much for musicians getting dates. 33, order Starbucks. Yeah, guys, there, there's much better coffee out there. If she orders Starbucks, yeah, kick her to the curb. 34, drink pink lemonade. Uh, pink lemonade is amazing. You can go kick rocks. 35, sleep on your stomach. Well, pardon me for being comfy. 36, take naps. Shut up. Shut up. I know plenty of women that would actually ditch work if they could get away with it and not get fired just to go take a nap. Get out of here. 
Number 37, burn scented candles. I like to, my, I like to have my place smell nice. I just, whatever. Because I know I'm going to get judged if it doesn't. Number 38, eat cereal. Oh my gosh. 39, have a birthday in the spring. Yeah. Guys, how dare you? How dare you come exiting out through your mother's womb at a time you did not choose for a life you did not ask for? God forbid. But I will tell you this, gentlemen. If the girl you're interested in is into astrology, oh, you definitely need to kick her to the curb. Because they take no accountability for any of their behavior or decisions. In fact, they'll, they're to, they will torpedo relationships and potential matches in person just because you're not the right sign. You don't believe me? Think about the last time you actually had a conversation with an astrology girl. If you're lucky in life, you haven't. Me, on the other hand, I've been around long enough to where, unfortunately, I've met a few of these crackpots. Negative and unpleasant personality. Oh, it's just because I'm an Aries. No, you're just unpleasant. You have no accountability. You're stuck up. You're arrogant for no reason. I'm a catch. No, you're a bottle girl with too much makeup on and plastic surgery that, quite frankly, everybody can tell the difference when you did and did not have it done. I make money. Again, you're a bottle girl. You do OnlyFans. You sell feed picks. There's nothing like your entire leverageability, your entire skill set that's leveraged in the current market can be destroyed by a baby wipe. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not because there's enough of you that need to hear that. Go with God. Moving right along here. 40. Work a nine to five. Yeah, because God forbid you actually take on responsibility and have a job. <laughs> yeah, okay. Number 41. I don't know who these are. Not be like Pookie and Ray Ray. I have no idea who that is. 42, take selfies. Gentlemen, if a girl takes too many selfies, block her. Because apparently that's the uh, unit of measurement by which they're they're judging us. Moving right along here. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, these are dumb. 42. I can't believe we're halfway through this list. This makes my head hurt. This really does. This really, really does. 43, drive an Acura or a Jetta. Mm. Number 44, block women. <laughs> Girls, please, don't even. Like, you've never blocked a guy in your entire life. Whatever. I've sent memes to women and I've gotten blocked before. Oh, my gosh. Just because it was making fun of the industry they happen to be in. But whatever. Number 45, block women from your private story. So? Again. Not something like you guys haven't ever done that to people. 46, have a private story in the first place. Yeah, God forbid that you know who's going to get your humor the most. And wait, you're judging guys for having private stories. Um, Aren't there? I, I feel like there's an entire industry out there right now where girls have exclusive content that's back behind a paywall. If, oh man, it's like only for their subscribers or something. If only I could remember the industry. Oh man. Number 47, going 50-50. No, 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 no. You do not get to make that rule where you get to rip on guys for going 50-50 on something. When I have heard you guys for the last 20 years talk about, I'm a strong, independent girl. I don't need no man. I make my own money. Cool. Then go 50-50. No, a man should pay for the first date. Ah, okay. Okay. It's 50-50 until I try to hold you to it. And then which case, when I do, even if you make plenty of money and I make plenty of money for it, I've still got to pick up the bill. 
because I'm a douchebag if I say, hey, let's go 50-50, and I try to actually give you the opportunity to stick by your guns of feminism. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, sure. That's mean. Really? Ladies, let's, let's think about this for a second. If I take you out to dinner, assuming you actually made the cut, and we got that far, and you go to reach for the bill, and I'm like, no, 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 this one's 50-50. Well, you just got done telling me how much money you make and how strong and independent you are. But we're going to go 50-50 on the bill. I guarantee you there's not going to be a second date. You're going to look at me like I'm the biggest joker on the face of the earth. Absolutely not. Get out of here with that. Number 48, not being the leader in the friend group. Again, guys, women will gravitate towards that confidence and that leadership. This one I kind of understand. Number 49, giggle. Guys, don't have a sense of humor. Women hate laughter and they hate senses of humor. Don't believe what they tell you. Number 50, eat soup. Sorry about you clam chowder, guys. Number 51, look for your glasses, desire to see. Yeah, God forbid you actually like want to be productive. Can't believe you were born with an eyesight or astigmatism. How dare you guys? Oh, my goodness. Number 52, do the Baltimore, do the new Baltimore dance. I have no idea what that is. Number 53, be abstinent. Uh, ladies, I'm going to be real with you. If that's, the, uh, if that's the judge and that's the unit of measurement that you're disqualifying, guys, uh, you might want to start practicing that before you start uh, judging others on it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, uh, that's not a bad thing to be. Guys, apparently it's bad to be on your morals, ethics, and principles. God forbid you actually live by a set of standards and rules. 54. Be short. Cool. Ladies, I don't want to ever hear another one of you five foot one or five foot two girls say, I want to have a dude that's six foot. You could wear your tallest heels, stand on a stepladder, and you still would have to stand on your tiptoes or be picked up to meet him at eye level. It's not a thing. I don't want to hear it. Number 55, have a high Snapchat score. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. Ladies, you don't get to have that standard. I'm sorry. <laughs> Number 56, have Snapchat. All right, cool, dude. Guys, here's here's what I'm going to tell you. If you come across a girl that's got a high Snapchat score, you need to kick her to the curb because that's not a good thing. If she has Snapchat, no, that's, that's not a good thing. Oh, my gosh. Number 57, I kind of understand. Wear flip-flops. Guys, don't wear flip-flops, not unless you're at the beach. Number 58, I kind of get this one. Wear earrings, especially those dangly cross-joint ones. Guys, I'm going to be real with you. I love you to death, bros, but my brother in Christ, you look like a douchebag. Take it off. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Moving right along here to the 60s. God, these are hilarious. They really are. Number 60, know where your birth certificate is. Yeah, God forbid you actually be responsible. Number 59 was actually looked too responsible. Oh, my God. Oh, number 61, get blackout drunk. I actually agree with that one. If you don't have the wherewithal to know what your limit is and understand that probably drinking is not the best thing for you, it, I mean, yeah, look, I, I kind of agree with that one. That's Guys, don't know. No, because no. it's going to take you out of the fight for too long. And quite frankly, there's better time. There's better things that you could be doing with that time that you're going to spend recovering. Oh my gosh, let's go ahead and keep moving right along here. Number 62, be light-skinned. Kind of racist, but okay. Actually, it's not okay, that's kind of messed up. <clears throat> 63, 
Have too many guys following you. Really. That's that's what we're going for, ladies. Have too many guy followers on Instagram. Really. Fantastic. Oh, oh my gosh. 64. Refer to yourself as Himothy. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, I think that's hilarious because quite frankly, in the, the day and age of uh, gender identity and whatever it else, whatever other BS we're going to concoct, that's hilarious. <laughs> I like it. Oh, man. Number 65. Listen to G.H. Herbo. G. Herbo. I don't know who that is. I, I, I'm going to be real with you. I, I really don't know who that is. Number 66. Say TF the... Oh, my gosh. Okay. If that's the case, then, ladies, I really... You know, I'm starting to notice a trend on this. Why is it that a lot of these things that are on this list, I've seen more women do than I have men. Guys, I think this is a playbook. Don't be... It's not that this is necessarily a long list. Apparently, just do, don't do the stuff that chicks are already doing. I think, that, I think I just cracked the code for this. Oh, my gosh. Number 67, drink Malibu. Number 68, ride any kind of scooter. For those of you that have a leg injury or have a handicap, I'm sorry to tell you this. You're automatically disqualified. I hate to be that guy. Be a Gemini. Oh, shut up. You see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. What did I say a minute ago? The astrology chicks, you want to avoid them like plague. They don't take any responsibility for their... They don't take any accountability for their, their actions. They don't have any sense of personal responsibility or accountability. And quite frankly, they torpedo potential partners because of some ambiguous or some random assignment of stars the day that you decided to come popping out your mom's womb. Like you had any choice on that. Which, by the way, if you come across an astrology girl, I'm going to tell you to go run fast. The reason being is that there was a recent study that got put out, and we'll go ahead and go into that real quick because this is going to ruffle a lot of feathers, and I'm all about stirring the pot right now. So... Where did it go? Where did it go? This one was actually really good. I had a fun time reading this one. So there was a study that came out recently that stated, yep, here it is right here. ScienceDirect.com, they reference a psychological journal called Personality and Individual Differences, Volume 187, published March 2022. It's an article called Even the Stars Think I Am Superior, Personality, Intelligence, and Belief in Astrology, written by Ida Anderson with two S's. Julia Pearson, or Person, written with two S's, and Petri Kajonius, with one S. One of these things is not like the other. No worries. So, I'm a research guy. I can get really into the numbers, and I can really have a, uh, a field day with this, but we're not going to do it. So, I'm going to stick with the abstract, because it gets the job done. Belief in astrology is on the rise, although the reasons behind this are unclear. We tested whether individual personality traits could predict such... Oh my gosh. I already looked at the results on this. This is insane. Could predict such... I can't... Oh my god. I can't even read this with a straight face. 
We tested whether individual personality traits could predict such epistemically unfounded beliefs. Data was collected for 264 participants through an anonymous online survey shared on social media. The survey consisted of four instruments, belief in astrology, BAI, the big five personality traits, IPIP-30, narcissism, <laughs> SD3, and intelligence, ICAR-16-R3D. Data analysis was done with multiple linear regression. Goody. I actually like that. That's fun. Narcissism was surprisingly the stronger... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Narcissism was surprisingly the strongest predictor, and intelligence showed a negative relationship with the belief in astrology. What does this mean? In other words, there is a negative correlation between the belief in astrology and intelligence, which means the more they believe in astrology the less intelligent these people turned out to be. There was also a strong indicator of people that were in, that had a high belief in astrology. It was also positively correlated with narcissism. In other words, the more you believed in astrology, the more narcissistic you were likely to be. So anyway... I'm going to leave that tea spilt. Let's go ahead and continue on. I'm having fun. Hopefully, y'all are too. All right. So where did we leave off? Uh, something about a Gemini. Let me go ahead and find my spot down here at the list. Don't worry, guys. We're almost done with this. So if you haven't had an aneurysm by now, go ahead and hang in, to, hang in there because we're almost done. All right. So that was number 69. Nice. 70. Be a noop. N-U-P-E. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Again, I have no idea what that is. I don't care. Number 71, use Burt's Bees. Uh, first of all, I like to moisturize my lips. It's amazing. It, make it, it makes it feel amazing so I don't get dried out. But in the name of intellectual consistency, guys, if she uses Burt's Bees, avoid her. You know what? If she uses makeup, avoid her. <laughs> oh, my God. I kind of want to put to I kind of want to put a list like this together with guys and just to see what I come up with. It'd be hilarious. Number seventy two, have a nose ring. Eh, guys, yeah, you don't need to have a nose ring. I get that. Number seventy three, have a custom license plate. Oh, it sounds like somebody's jealous because they can't come up with something creative. Mm. Number seventy four, have a fake Instagram. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. Number 75, get women to buy them shots. Actually, that sounds like you just got finessed. That's all that sounds like. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, you guys do that quite often. Sucks when you have to pick up the tab, huh? Number six, be fashionable. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want a guy who dresses well, but he can't be fashionable. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm like a sorority girl doing math right now. I can't even with this list. I, oh, man, this, oh, dude. Oh, man. Number 77, listen to old Drewski lives. I, again, I don't know who that is. If it's modern day artist, I'm, yeah, 
you guys need to go listen to some of the stuff I grew up on, man. It's more dope than some of the stuff that's out here. Actually, a lot of the stuff that's on the radio now, and even SoundCloud and all the rest of it. Number 78, drink out of pineapples. Cool. Chicks, ladies, I don't want to see another one of y'all post something about being in Tulum and drinking a cocktail out of some kind of fruity drink or a pineapple. I don't want to see it, because if that's the assessment that we're going to cancel guys off of, I don't want to see y'all do it either. In fact, I don't want to see another one of y'all drink out of a whiskey glass. Mm Mm-hmm. Guys, take note. Oh, my gosh. Where was I? I, Oh, my God. Number 79, get facials, have a skincare routine. Yeah, God forbid you actually take care of yourselves, gentlemen. Never mind the fact that that's actually going to be something they assess you on. Yeah, okay. Number 80, give women space to think so they can and why about why they messed up. Number 80, I'm going to read this again. Give women space so they can think about why they messed up. That's actually not a bad plan, because here's the thing, guys. If you're dating a girl who's picking a fight with you, you need to let her know that it's not okay. And you don't want to engage with negative behavior. So if she picks a fight with you for something that is honestly mundane. Oh my gosh, you don't follow me on Instagram. Oh, why? Just ignore it. Ignore it. Be like, why are you getting bent out of shape about this? This is a non-issue. Well, it's important to her, Brandon. Why? Why do I need to follow you on social media? You got other guys in your comment sections and your your DMs. I'm FaceTiming you. I'm already not the same as those guys. Why does it matter? I'll tell you why it matters, gentlemen. It's clout. It's attention online. Oh my gosh. Number 81, give other men rides to work. Yeah, God forbid you actually carpool. That makes sense. Number 82, make the hotel reservations. Guys, don't plan ahead for things. Don't ever plan. Don't be detail-oriented. Stop having itineraries. Stop taking the lead. Don't do these things. This is apparently the list that we're being all disqualified from now. So the next time your girl's like, oh my gosh, you don't plan anything, and be like, oh, well, you know, barstool. You know, I I can't do it because apparently it's a red flag. Number 83, wanting nurturing submissive women if it really means they want it really means they want their mommies no what it means is we want somebody who's going to add to the peace that we already have in our lives and submissive in this context doesn't mean what you think it means you've bought into the feminist lie to make you think that it's just waiting on his every beck women call and that is not what it is we've already discussed that in a previous installment of this episode But again, goes against the narrative. Number 84, be nice. And then number 85, we are back to the start of if you have too much time throughout the course of the week, that's a no-go. Guys, these are the quote-unquote red flags that women are disqualifying you for. 
in the dating realm. It's bad ideas like this that while at their surface level seem like they're an obvious joke, you have to remember that these videos are going viral. Not because people agree with them and they see the humor in them. Look at the comment section on this. Look at the comment section on any one of these videos. You will find no shortage of women in there. Modern day women that are younger than myself. Because, quite frankly, there's more of them that are younger than me that hold this delusionary grip on reality, or at least hold this delusional frame of reality, more so than the women that are my age. There's definitely some of them out there, but it's more prevalent in y'all's generation, I'm sorry to say. It's just reality is what reality is. Oh. And there's really only a couple that you should have. Definitely, if she has a poor relationship with her father, you need to avoid that. If she's an astrology girl, avoid it. If she's one of those girls that says, oh, I'm strong, independent woman, I don't need anything. Okay, well, we already went over that in the early installment of why that's a bad thing. The party girl, for obvious reasons. The princess mentality, I think, is a big one, where things should just be given to you because that's who you are. And, oh, well, I'm, I'm pretty, I deserve it. No, you don't. No, you don't. There were definitely a lot of women that I met out in Dallas that were like this. That had this overinflated sense of superiority and entitlement, and how they just needed, they could never find the guy that was worth his weight in gold, or oh, nobody could support me, or oh, they can't keep up. There were plenty of women that I met like that. One in particular that comes to mind is this girl, I think her name, yeah, her name was Judy. She's entitled to everything. And when I say everything, I mean like this girl went to Paris and got mad when I wouldn't give her $1,100 to buy a Balenciaga purse. This is after, this was after, mind you, that she was in dire straits and she was telling me a story of why she was stressed because I had asked. And... She's like, oh man, you know, she had hit a financial uh, pitfall. She had just put her mom in intensive care. Her dad had passed away a year before and she had helped pay for the funeral. She had bought a house for her mom and now her mom was in intensive care and it was draining all of her. Like it was just, it was a bad, it was a culmination of like a lot of different things hitting all at once. And I remember what it was like to be in dire straits on that because I was working my butt off in my twenties. And at one point there was a time where Despite the fact that I was working about 20 hours a day, where I was pulling 16 to 20 hours a day, I mean, I was sleeping in the back part of my car and in my trunk for about two weeks. I mean, I was living out of my car. Now, granted, I still had a job. I had a gym membership and I had, you know, access to a shower and all the rest of it. Nobody knew. But still. So I remember what that was like. And I, and I told myself that if I was ever in a position like that, that 
or a position where I was able to help somebody avoid something like that, I could and I would. Because I didn't I didn't want one me to ever feel like I had you know, I didn't ever want to be in that position again. Because of how crappy it felt. And I didn't want anybody else to ever feel like that. So I helped spot her. I gave her a loan of like sixteen hundred bucks so she could actually like uh I think it was like pay her rent or something like that at the time. And I know what you're sitting there thinking, be like, oh my God, Brandon, you didn't. I know, I know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I will tell you this right now is that I, I put that out there because I truly wanted to help. And you're going to be like, oh, that's simp behavior and da-da-da. No, 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 no. I want to be very, very clear with this right now, right? I did not do that because I thought it was going to allow me to hook up with this girl. I did it because I worked my ass off and I remember how crappy it felt to not be able to pay my bills or be so close to it that I had to choose whether I wanted to pay my bills or I wanted to eat. Like I remember, I remember being in that spot. I don't ever want anybody to be in that spot. Now it's, it's funny because I look back on it and it seems like a lifetime ago. I'm in a, I'm in a much better place financially right now. My main source of income really isn't my main, I mean, it's my main source of income. Isn't my only income. And I'm much more financially literate than I was. But the funny thing is, is that after offering up that charity and then it was like she was freaking out. And I mean, still to this day, I still have the text messages and everything else saying, oh, yeah, I'll pay you back and da da da. Spoiler, she never did. And she had already paid to go on a trip to Paris with her friend and she couldn't get the money back. Well, while she was in Paris, I was out of the U.S. at the point uh, at the time of this story. And I had already been to three different countries. Keep that in mind because it's important later. Well, she sends me a text and she's in Paris and she really wants, you know, this Balenciaga bag, but she can't afford it. So she asked me for $1,100 loan. No, absolutely not. I was like, no, I, that'll put you $2,700 in the hole with me. I'm not okay with that. You're already having to take out a loan when you get back to the States just to pay me back. No, like you're robbing from Peter to pay Paul. No, I'm not going to put you in that scenario. I was like, we're already talking about, you know, you paying me back in like increments and setting up a, pay- a payment plan and all the rest of it. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not putting that financial burden on you. When I tell you that the tirade and the tantrum that I got from a full grown woman who's 35, mind you, pushing 36, never married any of that because again, She's strong, independent, wanted to do all the rest of it. But then once she made it past 30, she realized, oh, I want a family. I got to settle down and find a guy quick, which is something you'll also find too, guys. So you you have this magical moment when like women get to around like 29 to 31 after their party years are done, all the rest of it, they suddenly somehow find God and want to hurry up and find a man and that that guy should settle. Well, again, we talked about guys don't usually hit their prime between like 28 and 38. Sometimes between like 30, their mid-30s is really when you guys start to actually like well, hit your strides. If you spent, you know, the majority of your 20s grinding away and actually, you know, working on yourself. You're on that upward decline. You're starting to see those victories and they're starting to compound. That's good. But all of a sudden people will be like, well, you got to settle down. Why? You didn't. It was the same kind of thing. She was all about posting up on her Instagram story or selfies and all the rest of it and this, that, and the other. And she 
she was like, well, I can't believe you. Like just the tantrum she threw. Like when you told her no. And this is what I mean by this, guys. I I tell you this story to say that when you set boundaries with a woman, you're like, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. I don't want to do this. See how she responds to you. Because if she gives you pushback and she's like, oh, well, real man, okay, that's shaming right there. That's a guilt trip. Especially if she didn't have a, a present father figure in her life, she doesn't get to tell you what a real man would do because she doesn't know. And secondly, her telling you that, unless she's currently in, and I'm going to put this little this little sidebar on this, unless she's currently in therapy or she went through some type of therapy to help her get over the loss or the absence of that father figure in her life, she has no business telling you what a real man is, and you have no business being involved with her because she's got a deep-seated neglect that she has to take care of before she's going to be able to be properly cared for and before you're going to be able to engage with her on a regular level because remember how it said, oh, yeah, she she's not used to a healthy relationship. If she goes from chaotic situation to chaotic situation, and toxic relationship to toxic relationship, and you come along and you're not any of those things, it is essentially taking the chaos level in her life from an 11 down to a 4. And while you may think, hey man, that's pretty good. No, she doesn't know what to do with that. You remember how when I told you at the beginning of this episode that you can do most things except bore women? That is where that comes from. I have been on dates with women where they have told me that they have had a rocky past. There have been signs all around where I'm like, this girl's trouble, I need to avoid her. And she goes, oh yeah, I'm just really ready to be in a relationship. And I've had diplomatically say, listen, you know, I'm really sorry that you had, you know, those experiences and everything else. Um, That's not something that you will ever experience with me. And I'm not saying that to be a white knight, but what I'm saying is, and that's the other thing, guys, don't ever be a white knight. Don't ever change your belief structures and your stances to impress women. Don't do it. You need to stand firm on your principles, beliefs, and core values. Because if you draw that line in the sand, you're like, I will not cross this. You will not cross this. You can continue to do whatever you're going to do. But if you cross this line, we are no longer in a relationship because I I will not tolerate that. I'm not going to tell you to stop doing it. I'm not going to tell you to not be anyone else that you are not programmed to be. But I will not tolerate this in my life. So one of two things has to happen. Either the relationship has to end or you have to modify this behavior. And I've been on dates with women and I've told them before too. I'm like, look, like, I'm sorry that happened to you. That's not something you'll ever have to, you know, worry about with me. And they're like, yeah, that's what they all said. That's your, uh, that's another indicator right there. If she tells you, oh, that's what they all say, or, oh yeah, I'm just so jaded now because of previous experiences that I can't connect or I can't feel to everybody else around me. Yo, run, you're dead in the water. You're not getting anywhere with that. There's no way you can form a healthy relationship with her until she deals with whatever trauma is there. Well, I just work in an industry. It just, uh, given all the excuses, because I guarantee you if the table in the script was flipped and you tried to give those excuses to a woman, dude, you'd be laughed out of the room. So it's not even the same thing, gentlemen. Let's not, let's not confuse ourselves. Right. But I've told women before this on dates, I'm like, look, I'm sorry this happened to you. It's not something you ever have to, uh, worry about with me. But I will tell you this, uh, I don't I don't know if this is necessarily the right fit. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, look, I was like, you come from a series of experiences where these are really bad relationships. I don't do any of this. I am going to seem boring compared to what you are used to. 
And while you may be excited about that and you may give the politically correct answer verbally, your actions are not going to line up with that because you are going to go back to the guy that hurt you because he's more chaotic than anything else. Or what's going to happen is, is you're going to enter into a really healthy relationship and the guy's going to give you boundaries. And then your perma single friends are going to be like, girl, you don't have to take that from him. You know, you're worth queen, da, 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 this, that, and the other. Really? Ladies, if you're getting advice from your female friends like that, I want you to do one of two things. I want you to think about the last time they were actually in a healthy relationship and or how many of them are single moms. Guys, that's another thing. Avoid modern day women that are single moms. There's only a couple of stipulations and exceptions to that that I would personally that I personally play by. But the reason why I say avoid single moms is because one there is a cohabitation, a series of cohabitation laws that if you are residing in the same area or the same house with a woman for a certain amount of time, you could legally be held liable and accountable and responsible financially for not only her, but also her child, whether or not it's yours biologically. But even more fundamental than that, it's a huge risk. And it hits harder because here's the thing. If you develop a relationship and an emotional connection with her as well as the kid and something happens in the relationship, not only are you going to potentially have to pay to support her child, that's not even yours. You're going to lose the connection with her. If you formed a bond with the kid, that's off the table. You don't have any access to that kid anymore because the kid's not biologically yours. So therefore, you don't have any parental rights over it, although you're still expected to pay and participate financially as a parental contributor. So it's a risk and it's a liability all the way around. The only exception to that, me personally, when I come across it, are two things. If the father of her kid lost his life in natural, due to natural circumstances, right? Premature death, whether, you know, in one case, I know this really great young lady, she did everything right. She didn't date around. She was very selective with the guys that she spent She spent time with. She didn't fool around with a bunch of guys. She had a good head on her shoulders, all the rest of it. She got married. Her and her husband had tried for a long time to have a kid. There were some medical complications there. They worked together. They came together. They worked through it. They grew closer as a family. They drew closer to God. And then, lo and behold, one month, I think after like 11 tries, like this girl went through a lot of miscarriages. It was it was heartbreaking to watch. So she finally she had her uh, she and her husband had their firstborn. He was healthy, baby boy, smiling as day, as as big as the day is long. And the guy was coming home from work one day, and there was a drunk driver. It was an eighteen wheeler, I think, and he just took the guy out. It just crashed into this this woman's husband. And this poor girl immediately became a widow. In situations like that, or in situations where the father of the child is lost his life in service to something else, whether it be first responder, police, fire, EMS, military, those are the exceptions to the rules in my eyes. The type of women that I'm telling you to avoid is single moms are the ones that met up with a guy that they got along with well enough, hooked up, she had his kid, 
they split because, oh, there wasn't enough there to actually like form a decent relationship. Oh, we're still friends now, but yeah, I'm just, you know, kind of living life. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because it shows a lack of foresight and poor decision making. You hooked up with a guy. He was good enough for both of you to sleep together with and have a kid with, but not good enough for him to actually remain in the kid's life, but you guys aren't going to be together, but you're still going to be friends. And now you guys have a kid together, but you're not like, dude, what? No, there is a level of complexity in that, that guys, you just don't want any part of big, big concern. The other thing is too, guys, if you, if you make the mistake of getting into, let's say a relationship with a bottle girl or a girl that's in the service industry or what have you, And she has a history of posting up photos of a provocative and enticing nature, you know, posting up, um, you know, pictures of her ass online or, you know, booty pics or whatever the case may be, you know, in under the guise of, I went to the gym or, oh, look at my new swimsuit or, oh man, booty's popping today. And then you see the comments. Yes, queen. Oh my God. Slay. You're such a, like you, you have these girls that are gaslighting them up. And then encouraging them to participate in provocative and scandalous and demeaning behavior. And then they wonder why guys objectify them. Like, are you serious? But let's assume you find yourself in a relationship with one of these women, right? If she continually posts pictures of a provocative nature for the entire world to see, you don't need to be a part of that. Because she doesn't respect the relationship. It would be the equivalent if I went to a gun store and I picked up an AR, right? And I had put aside money for like the newest, latest, and greatest, and it was going to run me, you know, let's say 2800 right? Let's say I had to put money aside to actually buy this weapon. And I went to the store and I picked up this rifle And I picked up all the accessories that I wanted to go with it to customize the platform, all the rest of it, right? And then I have it at my place for the next two weeks and, you know, because I live on a ranch or whatever. And I'm shooting coyotes. I'm shooting, you know, hogs. And deer season comes around and I get to kill a deer or two, right? Then the store calls me up and they're like, hey, uh, we really want to push this product again, but we don't have any of the physical material. We want to have your gun come back into the store. We're going to hang a for sale sign on it and let people, you know, rent it and try it and shoot it and whatever else. Is that okay? You'd be like, no, absolutely not. That would be a problem. It would be a massive problem. And it's the same thing, guys. Again, Don't stop her from whatever she wants to do. But if that is going to be something that she continually does, you don't need to be a part of it. Because she doesn't hold any respect for the relationship. It's the same. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. I know a bottle service girl right now in Dallas that has been dating for the same dude for the last three years, and she still posts provocative pictures in salacious outfits which again well i do it for me not for approval is that true because if that was the case you could take these photos and just keep it between you and your boyfriend it doesn't matter but you purposely put stuff off that is aesthetically provocative and appealing because you know 
that it's going to draw attention and likes. But you still do this. You post up in nude photos. You post up in risque photos. You post up in underwear stuff. You post up in... Now, I get that you're trying to get a modeling career out of it. That's fine. But in a situation like this, if you are with this this guy, well, he's okay with it. He's secure. It has nothing to do with about him being secure in the relationship. It has everything to do with that with the fact that you aren't showing proper respect and boundaries within the relationship. There is nothing that is sacred between the two of you. There is nothing that is just intimately shared between the two of you because the rest of the world gets to see the same thing he does. They more or less have access to it. And in some cases, I have it on good authority that you've even posted up stuff on your Instagram. Well, this girl's posted up stuff on her Instagram story bragging about how they're going to be, you know, involved in, you know, kinky behavior after date night. It's like, okay, well, you don't need to be putting that stuff up there. Like it's a lack, it shows a lack of respect for you. And here's the thing, as far as the guy's concerned, it's not, oh man, yeah, he bagged a real, you know, a real gorgeous lady, you know, all the rest of it. There's nothing respectable about it. When they see it, it's like, oh yeah, dude, his girl's up online. You can go check out her photos. And She's got exclusive paywall content. Like, dude, like, there's there's nothing uniquely special about the, or sacred within that relationship. It's bad, and it's just disrespectful to not only the relationship, but also him. Because here's the thing, guys, flip the script a little bit. Let's say you go following one of the Instagram models, let's say a fitness model, whatever the case, and you just start liking the, fo- the, the living crap out of it, and you're sliding into every single influencer's DMs. Do you think she's going to be okay with that? Absolutely not. So why should it be different? Because now we're talking about, oh, well, it's empowerment. No, it's not. You're trying to find an excuse for a lack of morals, ethics, and common decency. So guys, that's a huge red flag. That is an absolute huge red flag. Now, one last thing I want to leave you with before we get into more successful dating relationships as well as how to have successful dates and some of the comments of the surveys is this one of the things you need to look out for is when you're having a conversation with a girl and you're bringing up some of the boundaries that you may have I mean don't be overbearing with it for sure but when you bring it to her attention look at how she responds to things if she asks you things like well the responses that you're going to get are something that I call sign language right and it's an acronym shaming insults guilt and need to be right so you have terms like who hurts you or your little job or your little hobbies. Okay, well, who hurts you? Well, again, that's a shaming tactic because it's meant to turn the valid points that you're bringing to the table when they don't have anything to legitimately respond to or address your points. You'll typically hear this from women because they want to conflate your argument and they want to undermine it and be like, oh, who hurts you? Because it implies that you weren't smart enough to actually have the situational awareness to realize some of the drawbacks of the current modern day day and age. You had to have experienced some kind of emotional trauma for you to wake up to what's going on around you, which is actually really insulting to your intelligence. And it's demeaning, it's childish, and it's, it, frankly, it undermines the open communication that you are trying to build with her. So that should be an indicator right there. She's not going to be able to actually hold a conversation with you and build that valid rapport. And then you have the insults. Oh, your little job. It's usually accompanied by like your little hobbies or as I've gotten it a couple of times, your little podcast. 
<coughs> Excuse me. I know. I'm allergic to this BS as well. <laughs> the the situation, not my initials. <laughs> um but it's the same thing. It's meant to demean, it's meant to be derogatory, it's meant to talk down to the things that you find to be useful to the overall accomplishment of your goal. And it has to be something that you look out for because this is not conducive. It's it, it shows that she doesn't actually respect what you do. And again, we've talked about this. Men and women receive validation in a relationship very differently. Women want to be loved. Men want to be respected and they want to know that they are capable and competent. I was having a conversation with a young lady this past week and I was like, she's like, Oh, well therapy. I was like, therapy doesn't work for guys. It doesn't. I said they treat male depression. And there was a, there was a psychotherapist that had said this, that they treat male depression the same way that they treat female depression. They tell guys you're loved, you're this, you're that, the other. That That's not how they get validation. That's not how they get reassurance. Guys want to know that they're powerful, they're competent, and they have the ability to overcome any obstacle that gets in front of them. And it's weird because I only hear women do stuff like this. And then they get hit with, well, you know, going to the club issue. Well, it's because you're insecure. No, it has everything to do with the fact that I'm trying to establish boundaries and tell you, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this but maybe there's are some other things that you could do. I'm not trying to stop you going out from your friends. I'm trying to stop you getting into a situation that I can't help protect you from. Maybe you don't see a guy slip something into your drink. Maybe you don't understand that the guy's actually hitting on you. Maybe your single friend's giving you really bad advice and trying to hook you up with a guy that she thinks is going to be a better match for you when she can't even hang on to a relationship herself. Or when you're trying to have a deeper conversation, I was dating a girl like this for a little bit, where... I would always get hit with the point of, well, you just don't understand the point or you're not getting the point, etc. So whenever I had done something in the relationship that didn't sit well with her, she was very vocal about, you know, hey, you know, sticking to the point and addressing it until I was like, you know what, I'm at fault. I'm sorry, which if I was in the wrong, so be it. Guys, sometimes one of the biggest things you need to do is own up to your own mistakes, learn from them and move on. However, when the shoe was on the other foot and I would approach her with an issue of something that I didn't think that wasn't sitting well with me. And I'm like, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. I think that this is, you know, unnecessary to say here, here and here. And I don't think it's productive to say this or address this situation or keep going back to something that we've resolved like a week and a half ago, all because you still don't feel good about it. I can't do anything about that. If we've resolved it and we've moved on and it's been a week and a half, that's on you. But it was always when I brought something like that to the table, it wasn't, it wasn't, you're right, I'm sorry, I'll, you know, maybe we should look at this. It was, oh, you just don't understand the point. You don't understand my perspective. It was always justification for the behavior. It was never an attempt of understanding of where the shortcomings and the discrepancies were. So if you're in a relationship where you're trying to build up that communication and you're not getting that, and that's the, that's the kickback you guys are getting, guys, you've got to walk away from the table. It's not a good thing. But now that we have these cautionary signs in place on what to look for, how do we have a successful date night? Part eight's coming out. See y'all soon.